The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my friend Sondra Bernstein. Sondra, we have the busiest woman in the culinary world in front of us today, I think. I think so, too. I think she's <laughs> way busier than me, for sure. I, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> I wasn't but sure it could be possible either, but we are so delighted to have Joanne Weir on the show. I'm thrilled to be here, I have to tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I've got my book to <laughs> be autographed. I can't wait. Um, but... People people know you in all different ways, whether they've watched you on PBS, whether they've read your book, 17, which I didn't know it was that many. Um, and I'm sure you have a huge posse of people that go on your trips. Mm-hmm. And do you have a lot of regular people that oh, go? Oh, there are many that return again and oh, again. Like, what's your amazing. new location? What's your new... But those I love. Those are my favorite things that yeah. I do. Oh, my God. Well, how... I think we kind of like, like to kind of go back a little bit, okay. like... Did you, have you always been in food? Well, I'm a fourth generation professional cook. So my grandfather was, um, my grandmother, uh, sorry, my great grandmother, my grandfather and my mother. So, um, yeah, cooking's kind of in the blood. And I, I, even though I studied fine arts in college, um, I, when I, I taught for a couple of years in, um, Boston. Sorry, it's just a common yeah, theme we too. find with, oh, with yeah. chefs is yeah, like yeah. arts. It's either yeah. photography oh. or, or I music. I studied photography. Or, that's yeah. me. You too? I have a, I have a fine arts oh, that's degree that's in photography. Me too. BFA yeah. in photography. Yeah. It lasted all of two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I used to show my work, but then, you know, I taught in high school fine arts and went, oh, my, I can't do this for wow. the rest of my life. I taught printmaking. So, um, you know, it, it, with my family, it was just inevitable that I would, you know, go from art and to... Like and like restaurant it, chefs or No, well, no just, my mother worked at a private school and did really beautiful, every oh. single thing homemade. It was a private, small school. And, um, and then my grandfather, the house, I'm kind of going backwards, but my grandfather, the house my mother grew up in was this 28-room Victorian in the middle of... 450 acres in the Berkshires. A beautiful, oh. beautiful farm called the Bryant Farm. Wait, what are you doing with 28 rooms? <laughs> like I know. Isn't that amazing? So what happened? So William Cullen Bryant, you know, Bryant Park in New York, William uh-huh. Cullen Bryant had given the house to my great grandfather. And this house was absolutely beautiful. And he had his summer house down the road. But my, this, we had the, oh my grandparents had the farm and that's the house my mother grew up in and so we would go there every Saturday I'm telling you like I hope this isn't going to be too long I'll go really no, fast we, but, uh, we can okay we have, we've got all day we're on your schedule <laughs> no, and so, I'm sure people want to know how do you get given a house I know my great-grandfather was his proprietor so he really loved my great-grandfather he sold it to him for a dollar and um, yes. it's beautiful, idyllic. It's actually on the market now, which is so weird because my cousin has owned it. It's been in the family until just recently. And then my cousin decided to move to Florida. I don't know how he's going to go from the farm to Florida. But anyway, we used to go there every Saturday. My grandfather would make these picnic lunches. And it was oh. everything from the farm. Like he would, you know, he would make chicken salad sandwiches. He would have butchered the chicken, made homemade mayonnaise, made homemade rolls, made homemade potato chips. And we would sit underneath the maple trees and we would have this picnic on the picnic table and even he made his own maple syrup and he did hand churned maple walnut ice cream for dessert and I seriously thought when I went to school that all kids ate like that I had no clue that I had this 
But anyway, you'll the one thing I have so to So are you, you an East Coaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I grew up in Massachusetts, okay. yes. So um so uh, we would sit on what my grandparents called the piazza. Don't ask me why they called it the piazza <laughs> because it was just a porch, but it was a beautiful big porch. And I would sit there with my mother and we'd look over at this hill, which was just seven miles away. And it was this tiny little town and it was called Goshen. And seriously, the population was probably 17 people. And I would always say to my mom this same question, mom, what's that hill over there? Because the hill was beautiful. I mean, you had these rolling hills, but you could see this one beautiful barn. And she always said the same thing. It's California. Oh. And I believed it. And honestly, where did I end up? California. Honestly, I think it was partly because of my mother, because I thought that hill was so beautiful. Anyway, and then my great-grandmother, her husband um, passed away in a sailing accident. He was out with friends in the Boston Harbor. And he had a sailing accident. Well, there was a, a big storm came up really suddenly. And so he was lost at sea. And he was, uh, my great-grandmother had to take care of her children. So she went to work at a restaurant called Pilgrim's Pantry in Faneuil Hall area oh, cooking. Oh, wow. So it's just, and in I don't Boston. know how much further back it goes, but um, my family is obsessed with food. I, yes. <laughs> Yeah, Obsessed. I guess how could you not like end up in food? Right, like, right. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And brothers and sisters? Yeah, my I have two sisters that still are back east. And um, my oldest sister studied cooking also. My second, my sister that's closer in age is, uh, she also is a fabulous cook. And then my brother lives here. He lives in Palo Alto. And he also studied with Madeline Kim and non-professionally, uh. but he's a great cook too. So we all, when we get together, it's all about food. Life is food <laughs> for yeah. us. And do you all, okay, well, we'll get back to that. But so did you, you have your degree and then do you go back to school or you so, just yeah. wing it? Or no, you... so what happened was... I I, um, I moved to California because I fell in love with someone and I moved from Massachusetts <laughs> to California. And um, I my first cooking job was at a um, tennis club and I was flipping burgers. And, like, and where is this? Uh, in Marin County. Okay. Yes, Marin, I think it was called Marin Tennis Club. Yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway, and I my special I had to make special sandwich and a special soup each day. So I was like, <laughs> and then I said, "Wow, I can't do this for the rest of my life." And I decided I wanted to go to cooking school. And I'd already studied with Madeline Cammon non-professionally when I lived in Boston. So I applied to go to school, and she said, "No, the waiting list is five years or something." I said, "Oh, I can't. Um, by then I'll be thirty-three or something like that." I don't remember. Maybe it was thirty-four. And she said she ended up allowing me to go to school wow. and come and study with her. So there were only eight of us, mm. and it was an extraordinary year. So that was in 1985, and it was just it was intense. It was the most intense year because she's such a task. Well, she's not alive now, but she passed away also last year, and um, she, she was really tough. And uh, luckily, she loved me, but she was still that made her even harder on me because she was wanted that, me. Was that seven days a week or what is that school like? Yeah, it was seven days. Well, sometimes we would have Sunday off. It was really not. And but so are you, are you waking up cooking and <clears throat> then cooking? What we, yeah, we, what we would do is we, she would lecture for the first four hours in the morning and then we would all do um, a class. And a lot of times it was an improv class where she'd just throw a bunch of ingredients out and, you know, um, but we studied not just history, we studied geography, science, you know, wine, food from all over the world. It was an extraordinary year. And she's, she was 
She's brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant woman. So it was just a great year, halfway through the year, however. Um, and I gave you my book, Kitchen Gypsy, because it's really my story, and I tell all about that year, which was so difficult. But um, halfway through the year, half the students quit. They just couldn't handle it, and they thought she was too difficult, and they just they didn't want to work. I mean, they were there, to, you know, to drink tequila at night and have fun and to party. And I was there. I was serious. You know, I really wanted to learn. I, every night, what I'd do is stay in my room, and we all lived together in the same house. It was it was intense and so and so halfway through they quit and she nearly had a nervous breakdown she had, almost had a heart attack and then we all <laughs> left to go study with her and we spent two months with her in France and that was incredible oh, but it was only half of us so only four of us went and that was really great well, so it, it was really like, special yeah it almost sounds like Navy SEAL training <laughs> it was you know, yeah. Yeah. It just, some of them is, rang the bell and said get me out of here yeah. but you were one of the survivors yeah it is so bizarre because you know Madeline's work I know yes but but this is so our parallels I yeah graduated degree in photography I know ended up not doing that then went to work for TGI Fridays which was my flipping sandwiches okay there's my and then I went (laughs) back to school in 85 wow for a one-year program where at least half of our people quit. Where was that? In Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I was one of the people drinking tequila. Okay. <laughs> but I made it the, in the morning. Right. So okay. <laughs> I learned endurance by wow. that. That was my endurance training. Yeah. But it's just so bizarre. And then I ended up out here. I went to L.A., but I met someone in L.A. and we yeah. moved oh, up did. here. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Great. Yeah. And you've done but so incredibly I knew, well. I knew I was not going to be in the kitchen. It was never right. my intention. I wanted to know everything, but I, and I could cook, but, and there was culinary school, but I knew I didn't want to do that. And you went. Well, yeah. I mean, what I did after that was I ended up, um, I finished with Madeline came back to California and I put together a resume and I really wanted to work at Chez Panisse. It was just the style of food I love. I grew up with a mother who everything was fresh. We'd have 10 vegetables on the table and it was, you know, like, yes, protein, but it was all about gardening and, you know, because of my, and both parents, by the way, had farms. So it was, I, I really wanted that kind of, you know, cook that kind of food. Well, at and that I, point, how long had Chez Panisse been open? Uh, so that was 85, end of 85. I finished and I got my job. Yeah. So I went and tried, I went, wait, you have to hear this. So I went with my resume and I was sitting there with Alice and she never even asked me for my resume. And as soon as she heard that my grandparents had farms, she was so interested in me working there. And then also she knew Madeline and she was really interested in me work, uh, you know, sharing what I had learned with Madeline with everybody at Chez Panisse because no one had really done that. And so I was there, um, I ended up working there for five years and loved, loved, loved being at the restaurant. It was just so great for me. It was, it was, it was just the people and the level of people that worked there. It was just extraordinary. I just loved it. And so, but then I said, you know, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And like you're saying, I didn't, I never saw myself as a restaurant, you know, person. I was not going to own my own restaurant. That just seemed so overwhelming 
which is funny and I now do, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not the one there, you know, I'm not the one cooking and I'm right. not the one doing the heavy lifting. I'm, right. you know, I go in and it's my restaurant but and it's definitely have. my vision, Yeah. but yes, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm still very involved with the restaurant, but anyway, mm-hmm. so that's kind of my, so, I mean, Shape and East, basically there's a tribe of you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, oh, there is a very, um, ver- I'm very envious of like the, amount of alumni and people that have gone yeah. on I mean I've heard Samin's story right. a handful of times and how she right. started as a busser something like right. that yeah and I she think just, she did yeah yeah just really wanted to be there and it's incredible in those days was it just downstairs no it was downstairs and upstairs so um, and Brian, I thought of you just now because Jonathan Waters, who mm-hmm. is now the psalm there, he was a busser when I was working there. It's wow. oh. funny, huh? Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, I'm, I'm sure he loves me telling the world that. But anyway, <laughs> he's very no, talented. He has a great palate. Uh-huh. But um, uh, oh, up, there was upstairs and downstairs. Mm. And I ended up working both upstairs, downstairs, and in pastry. So I kind of, um, at one point, I, I never wanted to leave the restaurant. It was really hard for me to leave. I also loved that we got a free birthday dinner every year and I oh. didn't want to lose that. Oh, I like So that. I was like, how many days can I still work and still get the dinner? <laughs> right. And I was working with David Tannis, who I adore and oh love, my love, God. love. And, and, you know, I was working with David Leibovitz and Paul Bertoli. I mean, I really, yeah, Catherine seriously. Brandel, just like unbelievable people were working there. And it was really, I mean, the way I describe it was it was the Harvard of restaurants. It was just Absolutely. the level of um, people and just, dedication it wasn't you know I had studied cooking but some people just you know were just really good cooks and just had the same philosophy but we all had the same philosophy going in and so that's what makes that place so special and you really I so I tried out for two whole weeks wow. and I kept going oh my god I remember going home and like hitting my head against the wall I'm like I have to get it I can't handle this anymore I was trying out at another restaurant which was, <laughs> I don't want to say which one because I got a job offer at both um, but it was another one at that level and um, I guess I could say it yeah Greens. I need to know now no it wasn't Greens it was square one. Oh, and I got a job offer and I took shape but what is it when you say that you were there for a couple weeks what what did they have you do you were coming in and staging and well, just... I just worked but I still got paid but I, I would work and yeah and they would at the end of the day they'd say to me what do you think about how did your day go Mm -hmm. and what do you think about it and we'd talk and we continue to you know discuss philosophy and they were talking to everybody else what do you think does Joanne work in with the team yeah Yeah. but I in one thing I was really honest about was listen I haven't worked at a restaurant I really I mean I didn't count in the Marine Tennis Club by the way at that interview (laughs) Alice never asked to see my resume it just sat there and it was crumpled up by the end of my hand Uh. as I walked out (laughs) the door the door with my sweaty hands but anyway um I just, I, I said I wanted to do everything. I don't have really restaurant experience. I really want to learn everything. So, yes, that's exactly what I did. I, so I finally got the job. Mm-hmm. Finally. And um, it was so great. And I, um, the first thing I did, I was like washing salad greens and making 40 pounds of pasta. Oh, and my I'm goodness. Tell, and pizza dough. And I'm telling you, I'm really good at pasta. Was she... <laughs> I mean, she wasn't the icon that she is now, but she was elevated at that point. I mean, she was very respected at that point. But in the other thing that was great was, Alice travels a lot now, but um, she was there every day tasting, every single day. 
And sometimes she even had Fanny with her and she, they would taste uh -huh. together. I'll never forget. One time they were sitting and I was doing, I was on the line and I was making salads and she put Fanny kind of sitting on the edge and she, she <laughs> what gave I her, do with my puppy. Oh, right. And then she gave her a, a, like a little piece of lettuce with the, with the dressing and Fanny, she's probably like four years old, went, oh, too acid. Oh, and I'll never goodness. forget it. I was like, this kid is going to have such a great palate. But anyway, I'm still good friends with Alice and I really, really oh. love her. We gave a talk together recently. At my, I went to school at the University of Massachusetts and she came and, came and gave a talk. We, we did to 300 chefs, um, oh. university chefs, and that was, was really great. But I'm still, I just was in Sicily and she was there too. And she said, can you come have dinner? I was like, well, yeah, can I bring my group of 18 people with me? I've got a group with me. So no, I don't think I can come. But anyway, I love Alice. I love well, yeah. what type of kitchen is that at Chez Panisse? Have because, you not been? No, no. I, I, are you kidding? It was one of my birthday wishes. I don't know how old I was. I was, I know it was in my early 20s or something and that was a goal i mean i always had wanted to go to chez panisse yeah. that was like the the yeah. place that you wanted right. to go eat if you were into yeah. food right. but you know growing up working in restaurants you work with a lot of chefs where there's a lot of chatter going on in the kitchen um a lot of yelling uh, not so much anymore i'm, I'm finding but i think of chez panisse and i think we didn't have any <laughs> yeah it seems to me like it'd be a real quiet kitchen where everyone sort of knew okay this is what we want to do i never saw I, anyone get mad Wow. Ever. wow. I don't think ever. I really mean that. I just, I want, at one point for about a year, I was the only woman on the line upstairs and female. And that, still they were great. I kind of, I remember them making like, they'd have little jokes, but not about me. Like, you know, they'd say, they had this little thing that they'd say like, oh, there's a goat cheese going by. A goat cheese meant a pretty girl. Oh, right. <laughs> but you know, Code. that was pretty yeah. innocent. Right. You know, but yeah. I don't remember anything like that yeah. and you you were not did you have no effect in the me too no mm -mm. yeah i don't not really i don't either you don't yeah no. i can't i can't say i have an incident right. or i right. mean it's crazy when you hear people right but i think coming from that caliber right. restaurant oh, and just, just the ph philosophy by the way i haven't left i still go back sometimes and work so wow. you know they Is give this me just for your birthday dinner. Uh -huh. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. for the birthday dinner. Um, no, they always give me a dinner there. But um, no, but um, well, the last time I went, I had to peel a lug of apples, and I swear to I, wait, I, I what's could a lug? You know what? Oh my god! It's wait, because big. you wanted to, no, or they were short-staffed? The no, that's the job they gave me that day, and I was like, oh, that's fine. I didn't care. Sometimes I'll go back and work like. Um, I've done the Parsi um, New Year's with Nilifer, and that's really fun. But um, I haven't gone back probably for about a year, but it's fun. I love going back. And then, you know, I sit with everyone and have dinner with them, and it's just... You do I, a big staff meal there? Yeah, you yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Amazing food, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I always say I've never really left Chez Panisse. Oh, that's, that's just nice. how it is. And I talk about it and I get yeah, chills. I, I, love, I, uh, I love that restaurant. I yeah. really love it. I, if I haven't gone for a few months, I have to go. And I still have friends that work there, like Mary Jo Thorson, who's the pastry chef, is fabulous. And she's a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. And um, like we get together and have lunch or dinner together. And I just have, I just love being there. I just so never left. Ambition, though. You, why did you leave? Like what was the well, first? You know, and I know I would have gotten to a you know a higher level. I mean, I was a line cook, and I did every station upstairs on the line. You know, like the I really liked the first courses. I, um, 
I decided I really wanted to go back into teaching because I had taught, remember? Yes. But I wanted to teach something where people wanted to listen. And cooking was that for me. Mm-hmm. Because I really do, I mean, I won a Julia Child Award for, you know, best cooking teacher internationally. And it was a, um, the first was time they ever gave. I- I- IACP? The first yeah. time they ever gave the award. I never, I mean, it was up against some like big names. It was just, I, I think um, about when I'm, teaching or cooking or whatever I think very visually I'm sure you do too Mm -hmm. um but I have a very easy time describing how to do things like how to ribbon or something I the ribbon oh no your your shows your PBS shows it's like I could actually like relearn how to cook oh stop you're you're an amazing cook no I can't even believe you're saying (laughs) I can boil water but no (laughs) seriously like if I wanted to really like do it I would just like watch all your shows oh you're so sweet no I'm not and remember I had do you remember when I had students with me yeah yeah I gave up and you're natural though you're like but you're not like you're not so uptight where you go, Ooh, I forgot that, you know, right. or like, Oh, wait, 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 you know? Right. And I love that because it feels like really real and not canned right, on TV. Right. Right. I think that's, well, I'm really excited about the new show and I know we'll probably get there, but the, because we've been filming in Europe and that has been, that was my dream. That's what I've been wanting to do. And, um, yeah. Did you see, have you seen any of the shows on Morocco? I saw, I did, I did. I saw, oh my God, yeah, but I'm like, I don't have one of those open fire things. I know, right. I mean, I want to, and my, well, I guess I have, I guess I have one of those, and actually, this is a question I wanted to ask you. My tandoori pot? Tajin. Tajin yes. pot. What do I have to, do I have to season it? Is it just clay? It's clay. Oh, those are the best ones, because you, yes, you want to... Uh, it's put it and now I'm trying to remember and I can write it too, but oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's put, put it in spot. water. It's, oh. uh, it's in water, I think for several hours then take it out and then dry it. And then you want to oil it. Okay. Pretty sure perfect. that's what it is before you use it, but you can use that on your gas stove too. Okay. So just so you know, yeah, but I'm like, I am, I, I'm like, seriously, the, I was like, Oh my God, lamb and black olives yeah, and yeah. preserved lemons yeah, yeah. and mm. like watching you chop the parsley and the, yeah. yeah. You know, I have to tell, okay, can I go into a recipe yes, though right now? Yes, Is that okay? Yes, I going on a tangent? Yes. So I made last night, I got back from this island where we, we were on Tinsley Island, which is really beautiful in the Delta. Where is And the that? weather was warm. Oh, it's near it's, in Sacramento. It's near, near Stockton. Okay. But it's way out in the Delta and it's beautiful. And, um, and so, um, I got home like at around four o'clock and my stepdaughter was coming over for dinner with her boyfriend. So I went, Oh God, I've got to figure out what to make for dinner. So I had some um, chicken thighs and then I had tons of vegetables in the refrigerator. So I made a tagine. I do it all the time. So I just marinate the chicken. So I'll use things like, and I had chicken thighs. So I just cut them into like big pieces and I just added, so I used freshly grated ginger, but you could just use um, ground. And then I added a little bit of paprika, mm. cumin, a little bit of coriander, and then um, turmeric, glass of turmeric, and then just some salt and tons of black pepper because they love black pepper in Morocco. I work a lot in Morocco, so I really, that those are the flavors that I most relate to 
uh, right now, I guess. I really just love them and I cook a lot of Moroccan food. But anyway, and then I just layered the vegetables just with some stock. I added some tomatoes and some chickpeas and cooked it for 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah. You can even do a little less than that, but. I'm like so making something. Oh my, it was <laughs> so delicious. I'm not joking. So what happened? Oh, and I had some preserved lemons. So I did, I have I'll always have preserved lemons in my refrigerator. So I had two really small, beautiful preserved lemons. There's a woman on the peninsula that gives me those lemons that are just like Morocco and um, so I had preserved lemons in it too and I'm telling you it was and I just served it with some black rice oh my god rather than couscous because I don't eat salivating it was really really good and I feel guilty I didn't bring you some I could have brought a bubbling tagine (laughs) here to Sonoma I know but it was it was I let you down (laughs) no you did not it was just fascinating I just uh, yeah, I'm just mesmerized. I can tell why you're like a TV personality. Oh, you're sweet. Thank no, you. No, seriously. You. Well, so you were teaching in a school mm-hmm. and... You're- oh, so, so, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. So um, I, I started in my very first class was Tom Marie's Cooking School. And then okay, uh, the fir- what, what happened was somebody came to the class who was a, who was who knew me because of Madeline when I studied with Madeline she was Australian and she came to my class and she said wow you she said people in Australia would love to have you teach to see you teach it would be incredible would you ever come to Australia well I was like I acted really cool like oh yeah that's a great idea I was like oh my to Australia I was so excited so anyway Gwenda Robb is her name and she wrote to me and she this was in 1990 and she wrote and she said this was before emails and faxes right. crazy. Uh, no it was it, i mean scanning it was yeah, it was crazy. a fax i think yeah. Yeah. and she wrote and said we've got i set up 28 classes for you all over australia so i would teach in sydney monday morning monday night tuesday morning tuesday night wednesday morning wednesday night and then i'd get on a plane thursday morning and i'd fly to the next city honestly don't ask wow. me how i ever did it but I did it, but I got to see all of Australia, but I'd been to Australia, I don't know, 20 times because I did really well there and I loved it. And then my first book came out in 1994 and then I talked to Madeline, my teacher, and I said, Madeline, I've, you know, I've been teaching in Australia. I got her to teach in Australia and I said, I really, really loved traveling and teaching. She said, why don't you work with my agent? We'll set you up with some classes around the United States. So that's what I started to do. And so it started kind of slowly, but then when my book came out, you know, it gives you a little bit more, right. you know, people right. regard you a little bit differently. And so then I started, uh, then I started teaching, like there was one year I taught 70 U.S. cities. Oh my wow. word. And that would be teaching in the, you know, teaching either in the daytime or at night, getting on, or get, usually at night, getting on a plane the next morning and then flying to the next place and teaching that night and getting on. But you'd walk into a new school every day when sometimes they're just walking in with the ingredients. I thought, I don't know if I could do it. And all the people (laughs) arrive and I had to turn it on and smile again. Thank God I have energy. But can we talk about your first book? Yeah. So my first book was called From Tapas to Meze. And it was so. So at, from well, like Spain to Greece or something like right, that. So yes, Mediterranean yes. food. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. how do you come up with a concept for your first book? I'm sure you you want to you want to make sure that this is like. Well, it did really really well. Uh-huh. So what happened was um, I I was doing I loved first courses at Chez Panisse. I loved small plates. People really weren't talking about them at all. I mean, I remember going a few years earlier. I was in New York and it, I went to the only place. Uh, Philippe Rojas Lombardi. I don't know if you ever remember his name. He's an amazing chef. He died really young. Um, But he had this fabulous 
tapas bar in New York called the Ballroom. I just thought, what an incredible you know concept. And so I had been to Spain. And I thought, you know what? I want. Why is it that around the Mediterranean, like in Italy, you know, they've got antipasti. In France, they've got hors d'oeuvres. In Greece, they've got meze. I really looked at, and even Morocco, they've got, everybody's got small plates. And I really studied it, and I did so much research. I went to Schlesinger Library in Boston, Mm -hmm. and I studied there for about a year, going back and forth, and I read every single single thing I could find. And what I realized was people would never, ever, in the Mediterranean, drink without eating something. Right. (laughs) And so I said, that is a concept for a book. And it was way ahead of its time. I went on the Today Show and they were like, from tapas to mies, they had no clue. (laughs) They didn't know what it was. And you know, people, and some people were like, you wrote a book about toplet, being topless? I'm like, tapas, (laughs) tapas. They had no clue. So anyway, and I you, I know that sounds weird, but it was that's 25 years ago. People really didn't, and I, yeah. to this day, people still know me for the small plates, but I still love them. Yeah, and you even do you do a Messe Monday. Uh, you've done like Facebook have, live yeah, things, yeah, yeah. which are great. Yeah, and yeah. The, and I, what I love is that while you're cooking, people are people are responding to the show and so you're actually interacting with them live in like switzerland and i mean all over the world right right. do you have a crew oh yeah we have a crew um it actually my uh producer i own the production company but my producer producer director is in santa rosa and paul swenson he's done a lot of uh television from uh america's test kitchen and uh, uh um, Lydia Bastianich, he's done a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Yen, um, he did uh, Air Repair, so mm-hmm. he's done a lot. But he's worked with me since the beginning. So I've been on television for 21 years. Wow. Know, are, That's a long run. Yes. Are all of you KQED chefs, do you all know each other? And the do thing you... is, there's not many. There's only, I mean, there's me now, because Jacques's not doing it anymore, and yeah. I know Jacques right. really well, yes. But, um, I mean, there's Leslie Zbrocco, who's doing a wonderful show, check yeah. please. But yeah. there's really, and, and there's Martin, and of course I know Martin, but there's yeah. no one else. Now, huh? And I don't but, think. But even the test else. kitchen, all of the. Oh, no, okay. So that's Boston. Oh. Uh, America's Test Kitchen is Boston. Mm. But yeah, you know, you know all of them. But you know, because you're all doing your own shows, it's not like we do TV events like that to get. There aren't really mm. events where like, all TV people it's not get like together. Bravo. <laughs> no, and, it, and it's not like um, Food, Food Network. Network. Thank yeah. you. But I yeah. did get offers twice to have my own show on oh, Food I'm Network, sure. and I said no. Why? Well, because Julia and Jacques were my mentors. Yeah. I wanted to teach people something and I I wanted to have a life I went on the Food Network a lot and I Sarah Moulton's a good friend I you know I went on Sarah's show when she was on there but I just didn't it wasn't I didn't really want that and I and I'm really glad I didn't because I think it's gone in a different direction but I really wanted and I knew it wouldn't I would never have the acclaim but I wanted to have a life and I have a life, yeah. and you know, and te- I do what I'm yeah. teaching, and I'm teaching. I would never yeah. be doing that. Yeah, you know, and there's some good people on the Food Network. I mean, Ina's great. You know, she teaches people. I think she's great. There's some good people, but I just knew what I wanted. Julia and Jacques, and I really mm. thought it was a great network. Yeah. I watched with my mom, so it was really something important to me. Public television was really important to me. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. No, I was the same way. I grew up watching Jacques Pepin and yeah. Julia. Yeah. Jacques's an amazing technician. You know, he's so great, but, yeah. and he's really a friend. He's really wonderful and he's been very supportive. Yeah. So well, and then great. I found Nigella. 
and I yeah right right <laughs> I mm-hmm. turned <laughs> I remember don't let me forget to show you my photographs that are in my office okay. of Julia when she was a oh. child oh oh yes right, right. yes wow. mm-hmm. oh that's yeah. great yeah Wow. Mm-hmm. Julia was so wonderful. And yes, I did know Julia, but just, you know, like what? I remember one time saying to Julia, I was in an elevator with her. I was at IACP conference and I said to her, Julia, how are you? And she goes, no, Joanne, how are you? She was always more concerned with other people. She's just a wonderful person. Yeah. But my teacher, Madeline, and Julia did not get along. My teacher <gasps> was terrible to her. Oh, no, really? Yeah, they just didn't get along. Was it like well, a jealousy Mad- thing? Yeah, Madeline mm-hmm. was French, and you know, mm-hmm. there's someone else teaching French cooking, right. and you know, she's American, and mm-hmm. and she's also, you know, not. It just wasn't Madeline. Yeah, but. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's always drama. Yeah. In I know the food business. So, I'm trying to put this together. Um, your class. I mean, so when you were doing classes, when did you decide to do TV? Okay. Or so, how did that happen? Yeah, I know. That was kind of uh, just so lucky. What happened was when you'd write a book, and it did really well, so we had a lot of these little clips from you know, different TV shows, and there was a woman that was working at KQED, and she, Shelly Serrani, and she kept saying, you know, you should be on TV. You should be on TV. And I was like, oh, you know. She said, well, I'm going to take those clips and put them together. I think it was her. Anyway there were these two women who were putting together a pilot and it was out in Marin and they said, we want you to do the cooking segment on it. And I did the cooking segment, um, around the same time that my book came out. And I really hadn't, I mean, the television, I had not even considered, you know, I mean, I'd gone on the food network, but I hadn't considered my own show or anything. Anyway, um, these women did this pilot and after, um, it was a few minutes after I finished, everybody came up and said, those two are good, but you really need to have a cooking show. (laughs) Like you are unnatural. And it was all the people that were in television production. And so this videotape kind of got circulated around KQD. Three different producers contacted me and said, we'd love to work with you. And so I talked to three of them, to all three. And, um, and then I started working with Linda Brandt and that was the first, so my first four years I was filming in Napa. It was called we're cooking in the wine country. Joanne, we're, we're cooking, get it. And, um, (laughs) yeah, I got rid of that after a little while after we're cooking in the city. I stopped uh, Mm -hmm. saying we're cooking because that was six years in. Um, and the, um, so that was how it started and we put together a pilot and, the, the model for public television is you raise your own money. And I've all been really... Really? I've done it for 21 years. Wow. So, yes. but how do, how do you get reimbursed for that? How does that happen? Oh, so you find sponsors. Yeah. Like right now, I have phenomenal sponsors. I'm Ama Waterways is one of my major sponsors. And um, I love what they do. It's Rivership. They have 17 oh, yeah. river ships in Europe. And these beautiful river ships, we were just... I just was in Bordeaux with them. And um, this year, I just filmed on the Danube with them. And two years ago, I filmed filmed on the Rhine. Uh, I, I don't know what's next, but um, <laughs> I love them. I love the people. The two people that own her are phenomenal. Austrian couple um, who 
will only work with people that they like them. You know, they really choose people according to like personality and same philosophy. So very similar to Chez Panisse. I also have um, another um, one of my sponsors is uh, Walla Walla. So um, Walla Walla in Eastern Washington mm-hmm. wine region. And so um, we went up there and filmed there too. That is the most incredible little town. Um, phenomenal it was just that beautiful town do you know that the no. downtown has 60 to 70 tasting rooms in the downtown wow they only just have, like sonoma yeah that's they only amazing. have thirty-five thousand people that live in that little town there's nothing else around it and there's 170 wineries it's unbelievable now when, when it was incredible yeah, to i need to and go the level of wine that's coming from there but also the restaurants yeah. Yeah. It's just great. But when they're sponsoring you, what is it? So are you con- are you constantly drinking Walla Walla wines? Oh, I they, I do have Walla Walla wines, but on my yeah. show, no. I with um I pour other wines according to you know what I'm cooking because when I was in Greece, we filmed in Greece. Uh, we just filmed in Greece, and also um, we filmed in Spain it's in, along the Danube. So obviously they don't have Gruner Veltliner. So yeah. um, and I wanted to have Spanish wine, so I just filmed at Muga. They're really good friends of mine, and so um, I filmed Don't there. You just so. want to go in her suitcase? Oh, oh my I know. god! Seriously, I love my job. Honestly, oh my I god. love my job because I want to talk about my trips because I love them. But um, the um, oh god, I'm talking so much. Don't you that's what you do. Yeah, yeah you know, that's it. no. I was just curious that when when you're getting a sponsor like Walla Walla, what is oh, yeah. what is their expectation of you that when you're doing shows they get a commercial just, break at the beginning and the end. Okay, and then also we filmed in Walla Walla. Okay. Um, but we didn't film the wine. We filmed wine, one uh, wine, like wine country dinner, but we really filmed at Walla Walla. Hmm. I be, I'm intrigued by it. I'm serious. We flew up there and got there and I was starting to think I could see living here. Wow. I could hmm. see moving there. I really could. Hmm. It was well, a ton of the people ha- are there from Seattle. It's a, it's just incredible place. I love the little downtown. It's just really, really fun. And it's still changing, but I can't imagine in 10 years what it's going to be like. It's really great. So, um, and these wineries are, there's a lot of money going in there. Like there's some Spanish wines and wineries and it's it's great. It's great. Yeah. People are moving out of California just because it's really expensive and they're going other places. So wait, um, I have other um, sponsors. And then also, Joanne, you're forgetting and it's really okay um it's a smaller sponsor but uh valley fig which is a dried oh, figs I which them. i love them yes. so much the valley fig growers the, that's yeah. where we get every single fig oh they're, they're so uh, yeah they we did the food show the first time we did the fancy food show we did it in their booth Oh, so we had them yeah. on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Linda Kane. Yeah, Linda oh, and Gary. Oh, they're and the Mike. best. Mike yes. is just playing golf yeah. all over. Oh, I know they're the <laughs> best people. But, yeah, okay, and my awesome. other one, mm-hmm. which I love, love, love. They're a bigger sponsor. Is Muti Tomatoes, and Muti are the number one uh, canned tomato in Italy, and. Uh, I love working with this woman, Katia and JP. I just, so I'm working with all these unbelievable people that um, they're just coming into the US and uh, I can't say enough about them. So we filmed with them too. We just filmed the tomato harvest and I filmed in San Marzano. Oh. So that was amazing. And I didn't even know why San Marzano were oh. so expensive until I got there. Yeah. <laughs> and we, why? Why are they so expensive? Okay, so if you cut into, the, first of all, they're the only tomato that's hand picked 
for canned tomatoes. So all the other ones are machine picked. So you're getting some that aren't as ripe, some that are right, overripe. Right. Theirs are all hand picked. And the second thing is, a, but a muti, they grow also in Parma and they have the best growers growing for them. So their tomatoes honestly are over the top. They have a competition like who brings the tomatoes with the top pH. I mean, it, it's very much like wine. That's right. how they Sounds see like it. it. The machinery that they do to get the right tomatoes use um, to uh, see the bricks and the tomatoes. It was really interesting to learn all of this. But um, so in the in San Marzano, if you cut across a tomato and you look at it, there's only a couple of channels. There's only two as opposed to like if you cut a Roma, there's right. probably four. So you're so getting more So they're called pulp. channels? I think they're called channels veins. or canals, I think. Okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it is in Italian, but they... Okay, so when we were finished filming and we were with... It was total mafia. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, these aren't the multi growers. Um, but these, we were in Southern, you know, we're seeing like the San Marzano growers. This was incredible. But anyway, um, I loved love this because at the end they set up this table it was this big and on it they had just all these tomatoes san marzano tomatoes that they had picked the mozzarella that comes from there that you Uh, can seriously suck the juice out uh, of this mozzarella uh, and the basil that they had just picked uh, and their olive oil i am not kidding this was the most and we just took a plate and we doused that with the olive oil and salt it was the most delicious thing i swear i've ever tasted i I love the simplicity of food yeah yeah i really do yeah but i i have to tell you the southern part of italy was really a trip it was fun because these people you'll love this after they were like you've got to come to our restaurant in our hotel it's right near we were right on their (laughs) kind of the right next to the grounds for it and um, in the fields, the tomato, San Marzano fields, they're like, you have to come. And we're like, no, 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 we have to get to Rome. We're flying tomorrow morning. We've got to get to Rome. And that was a couple hour drive. And it was getting late and it was really hot. But we were all looking at each other going, oh, man, do we need a spritz? We need to drink a spritz, you know, um, Aperol and um, so, Prosecco. Yeah. And so we're all saying it, right? And and so they kept saying, you've got to come. We were like, no, no, no. And we're going, spritz oh and we said no we're gonna go and they said you are coming we're like oh okay we'll be there they insisted that we come (laughs) we each drank two spritzes and we had pasta that they made for us with muti tomatoes and also that cheese and it melted into the pasta with the basil i am just telling you it was i was like if i had missed this experience it was phenomenal I loved it. So that was I'm, my I'm ma- just San salivating and drooling. San Marzano I know. What story. is your your phone? Must be so loaded with photos, photos of food. I a lot. I do have a lot of my travels. Yeah. I love to travel. You know, when I was about five or six years old, my father called me his wandering gypsy, and my entire mm. life he called me that. So it's funny that my mother said that's California. And my father mm-hmm. called me Wandering Gypsy, and um, that was his. And my dad was really quiet, so it was very endearing name that came from my father. My sister and my brother, no sisters and brother, nobody got. No one has a name. I got it. Nice. Yeah. And you're still living up to it. Yes, yeah. I am. That's so, my favorite thing I do. Is travel, yeah. And travel, so when you trip, are doing a trip, I mean, you put your trips together, right? And every May and every October, May and October religiously. Right. And then you do, that's part of it, but then you're also filming or teaching. Right. You stay. 
Yes. Um, so uh, that's what we did this past time. I was filming first in, I mean, it was, uh, did a course. I'm using this villa a lot in Sicily, which is beautiful. It's between Catania and Terramina. It's absolutely gorgeous. My room, because I call it my room now, because I've spent three <laughs> weeks there in the last like uh-huh. eight months. I've been going back a lot. And um, and I'm there again in October. Um, my room looks out at Mount Etna. Talk mm. about wines. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So I'm... So our cruise coming up. Yes, we're in Sicily, and I do you know Chiro and Stephanie Biondi? You should. Yes, I know that name. You must know know them. They're Mount Etna. Yeah, Yeah, um, Biondi. Vinny Biondi, and hopefully we're going to go to their winery and have lunch there. It's just under. It's like I think in the valley of the Mount Etna. So, have you worked with them before? I've worked with them here. Well, we did a wine dinner in okay. the Tormina Art Museum oh, wow. years ago. Wow. And then we had That's their, great. they were at a state. We carried their wine and he yeah, did yeah. a trip. But he's very handsome, bald man. And she's gorgeous and yeah. like a dresses, twig. They dress yeah. beautifully in there. And they're just lovely. <laughs> very Italian. Yeah, very Italian. <laughs> Cosmopolitan Italian. Yeah. 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 That's great. Biondi, yeah. I do know it. You probably um, know it. Do you know Carrie Smith? Carrie owns Beyond Vino. Anyway, um, it's a wine store in San Francisco, but she oh, was living no. there. And so oh, I've gone around with her a bit. I'm one of the places, and I don't know if you know Brian, if you know Ariana Ocupinti, her wines are mm-hmm. phenomenal. So I just spent an afternoon with her. Wow, those were unbelievable. Uh, Southern Sicily. I love the wine in Sicily. It's great. And Sicily's been really fun. But So yes, I do my courses every May and every October, and they're in... So I have two locations in Spain. I go to Rioja a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I know the Muga people. And then I also have a location in Morocco. And then in Italy, I have a few. So Sicily, Tuscany, the Piedmont, the Veneto. Um, I think I have a new location in the Amalfi that I'm just looking at right now. And then also the south of France. Mm. And and Greece, I just did a course on the island of Syros. And then, and also I've done one on the island of Kea. We filmed both of those. And then um, I also, yeah, and that's it. Does so someone source? I think so. What? Does someone source the locations for you? No, I really you, do it. You do and it. I do it by talking to people and going, mm-hmm. I've been over there so much. And, mm-hmm. um, but what I was saying, oh, so I started in Sicily. This was in May. Mm-hmm. And um, I started in Sicily. I did one week and we weren't filming. It was just, I had a group of 19, which is big, but this is a beautiful big villa. Um, absolutely beautiful. If you're not looking out at Mount Etna, you see the, the Mediterranean or the Adriatic. Mm. Beautiful place. And then beautiful kitchen. And then um, I went to the island of Syros. And on Syros, I met the film team and our crew. And we filmed, but I also had a group with me. So I hadn't told the group. Wow. And this was a little surprise. <laughs> well, some were really happy. The others were feeling like... They either wanted to be on camera more or, but anyway, it was fine. It was fine. I would think they would be like so excited. It was fun because we got to do a lot of things that were really special because of filming. Right. But anyway, I also did it with, his name is, is Ilias um, Mandelaris and he was the GM at um, Ad Hoc. And I've gotten to know him and he said his father 
was born on the island of Syros. And he said, Joanne, I want to take you there. So we ended up going. My husband and I went with my producer and his wife. And we were like, I said, I want to do a course here. So we said, that's how we set up the course. And I did it. He hosted it with me, Elias. And he's been the GM. So he was incredibly like taking Brian. I mean, unbelievable he was just there like the service was great and we his family has a villa so we cooked at the villa on the balcony out overlooking the sea it's beautiful wait till you see this we had a drone with us and it was so unbelievable it was really it was so we cooked outside they built me an outdoor kitchen and uh, we spit roasted a whole lamb. The whole thing was how really many fantastic. episodes would you do in a location? We probably did four or five there, uh-huh. and five. each one a different recipe or a yeah, couple usually recipes. it's about four recipes because okay. we sit down and eat at the end. Okay, yeah. So people we they branch so off into groups and you know they do mm-hmm. a recipe. Um, so and then so the students are with you, yes, and they're breaking off and making the recipes, and I'm running around. Yes. And, fi- and they're filming. Yeah. They're I filming love it. it. It was great. It was really great. So then we, uh, and so when, after that was done, we went immediately to Spain and I have really good friends in the Rioja. And if you ever want to go, I'm serious. I have to set you up with my friends because they love Rioja and they share it with people. They're just, I love the Spanish people because of that. And, um, so I, their names are Angel and Marianne and Ignacio. And they've, I just met them by going to their restaurant, 25 years ago and they've become best 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 friends of ours and so they I didn't have a group with me but I do take groups there but I didn't this time and they set up the filming for five days and the stuff we did so along a river we made paella outside Uh, we um we went to his incredible wine cellar 16th century wine cellar we just did i made beans with um a woman uh friends these friends of ours who are winemakers their mother who's seriously about two feet tall (laughs) um she could hardly see over the counter we all i also filmed with um francis paniejo who is a two-star michelin chef i filmed in his kitchen we made this incredible dish called minestra um oh he's just a fantastic person it was just a really really great time and that wasn't enough for me then we went to the danube and we filmed for another week so by then (laughs) oh my god i was you are definitely way busier than me so that was really intense um, but once you're over there, you are get, you then coming home and then going back, or are you just staying? No, we stayed. I stayed. So I was there for six weeks. And Joe, my husband, came over. He was there with me for at least a month. And um, that was, it was just, it was great, but it was a ton of work. And what is he doing while you're doing all this stuff? It's really great because we really kind of need grips. We need people to help. Yeah. So he's helping. He definitely helps. Okay. So he yeah. enjoys it. Yeah, he is. He's good. Okay. Yeah. He, are you kidding? When we sit down to eat and drink, he loves that part. <laughs> he loves course. wine too. Everyone and, loves that part. Yeah. But the yeah, rest yeah. of it sometimes no, can be a little yeah. boring for some. No, he's good. He's okay. really good it's, about is it. Is there a lot of hurry up and wait? Yeah. Tons tons and tons and you know and it's hot and whatever but anyway we filmed along the Danube and we went through like Salzburg which is great known for and salt this was Salzburg on, I didn't know, on you know Ama yeah on Ama but we and I filmed two I was cooking on the ship which was fun and we filmed that so I cooked and then we did a lot of visits so one thing that we did was great because you've always heard about the um the famous Vienna, what is it called? Um, Joanne. Oh, I can't believe I can't think of this. It's the fog. The famous tort. <laughs> um, it'll come to me. Anyway. Oh, gee. 
can't believe this. So anyway, um, as, as someone that's listening is going, oh, she can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> we went to the famous hotel. Call in quick. Soccer. Soccer yeah. tour. Sorry. Oh. Soccer tour. Soccer oh, tour. Oh, so we went food. to the hotel soccer. And right. we... It's a well-kept secret. They won't tell you anything, but we ended up, you know, getting a, the hotel's gorgeous and it's got this really long history and that's where it was invented. So we filmed mm. there, which was really fun and saw me tasting it with drinking coffee and tasting the tart tour. And then we went to this, we've, I found this woman, she's a probably 25 years old and she's kind of making a name for herself as a pastry mm. chef. Her name's Viola and she makes a very well-known soccer tort, but hers was it was unbelievable. Well, let's, let's tell people what that is because uh, maybe some people okay, have never so, had that before. All right. So it's this, yeah. the soccer tour is, it's a little dry, the, the traditional one. It's a little mm. dry and it's not overly chocolatey. And do you, are you putting whipped cream or drizzling cream on it at all? They put a little dollop of cream on the side, yeah. but what in, in between the layers, they have an apricot, a little bit of apricot and then a chocolate glaze on the top. Yeah, You've and had it, the, haven't you? Oh, of mm-hmm. course. We and it, servers never know how to pronounce it. Is Sasher? You hear Sasher tort a lot. No, it's um, do you it's, ha- do you have it? We on the menu. We had uh, for the last year. We had it um, at the hotel at the Fairmont. Yes, oh. um, but it was it was on a different menu. It wasn't on the Sante menu. It was either on room service or the bar or the okay. spa or the mm-hmm. you know who knows. But yeah. um, but it's it's an unusual combination because you're not used to as Americans. Yeah. I think maybe it's right. unusual for us to mix fruit and chocolate. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. And so to see apricot and right. chocolate together was just a little unusual. Right. So yeah, not a lot of people are so familiar with it. So this is a very the chef. Um, there was a chef. This is like the story goes that there was a chef at this hotel who. Um, he there was a dignitary coming and so he was supposed to make something and the chef was off the pastry chef was off and he had to whip something up and that's what he whipped up and everyone loved it so um and i'm i'm probably really changing that story a little bit but i think (laughs) i'm telling it as best i can but anyway violas was unbelievable she made this apricot filling that was Mm. just like you wanted to eat it with a spoon and her her tort part the cake part was really chocolatey and really moist so the difference between those two like they let when we left they gave each of us the whole team each of us a soccer tort to take and i'm not joking that soccer tort was at least 10 pounds it's really a heavy tort hers was just like melted in your mouth so they're very different i mean the the traditional one i mean people in vienna love it but it was really interesting i mean to see the difference between the two and to see this wonderful young pastry chef making her own version and so we showed that so we i you oh, see me eating fun. at hotel soccer but then and then the best part i came back when because when we got back from the trip um by the way we finished in budapest and that oh. trip was over and we ended up spending four days there which was really wonderful incredible food and we ate some great goulash and you know wiener schnitzel was really great but anyway when we got back we went into the studio two weeks later and started filming the 26 shows the stuff we do in the studio and what i did for the show so we we did for that show what i had done was the soccer tort tasting it then viola's version and then i made my mom's famous chocolate cake and it was really really (laughs) fun so that was what i did in the studio at home in my home kitchen which is my the studio that's oh that's That's so nice that's my house so the studio's at home yes so yeah the kitchen's beautiful um so that's nice but you have a lot of people in your home then oh my 24 
And then I have a studio downstairs, a studio apartment. Do you keep some space private that no one can go in? Yeah, just our bedroom. Oh, Oh my God. They take every (laughs) stitch of furniture out of the house. And my office is okay. They take all the furniture every time? Because I have a big kitchen, living room, dining room. Yes. Uh, Wow. And so that's how we can get four cameras and a jib in there. Wow. And all those people. Yeah, it's not just time. It's like a lot of orchestration, and I put it on. I mean, I put a bunch of stuff on Instagram showing people because uh, because it's really uh, it's not what people think in terms of you know. I we I make it look easy there. It is the production's shocking. Like we have a set designer, a set decorator, a you know we have really sound. It's really. I mean, in four cameras, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So you get every single angle. And then they go the show, back and edit. Yes, they go back. And that takes several months. That will probably, we'll probably have editing done maybe at the beginning of next year. So 13 get launched uh, in 20, January 2020 and 13 in 2021. Wow. And those shows will go for about five years. So wow. you'll see, you see some of my old stuff now. You're still uh-huh. seeing some old stuff. They still are airing Cooking Confidence, which is one of my older series. Because <laughs> but I love them. the fact you really are the kitchen gypsy. Oh, thanks. you really are. See, Seriously. that was my dad. Remember yeah. Wandering it's so Gypsy? Awesome. Yeah. And it, it was funny because in Europe they were really funny about me saying gypsy on the on the cover oh, of a book. But in the U.S., we don't think of yeah. it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, in Spain, Gitano, the yeah. the gypsies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to I want to have a show at my house just so they'll come and move all of my furniture. Right. I, imagine, I imagine that they do a little dusting and vacuuming right. before everything goes back. No, in, right? when it goes back, you're so happy to have the house back. It's shocking. It to live how like many that. do you oh, leave so it's stuff out for days? Three weeks. Do you have like a tent outside for your furniture? Oh no, they put everything in the garage, and the garage is also where we store all the equipment because everybody gives us stuff. We have pots and pans and bowls and (laughs) whisks, and everything comes from companies, and so the garage is full. It is packed, and the furniture is there too. Oh my! We have one person that just oversees the garage. She oversees. (laughs) We have one person that oversees wine. Nice. Yeah, wow. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, yeah. How do I get that job? Yeah, Wait. right. Yeah. <laughs> do that. She's the one that got all the wine and she oversees it. And then she, you know, it's like when I need, so, you know, we have gophers because it's, it's hard. There's a ton that goes into yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I we just had uh, we just had Alicia Deal on uh, on the show, and she's a food stylist, right. and so it was interesting for us to learn all of the stuff that I goes know. around that she's working with sometimes teams of people yeah. that are that right. are making the food look. Right. Well, we worked with Sarah Slavin, who was so good. She's done a ton of books and um, Sarah was great. But she said she loved doing television. She thought it was so much fun. She said she doesn't find she didn't she doesn't think that she didn't think that some of the other shoots were as fun as this. Mm. She thought there was something that was so intriguing to her about how it just keeps changing. And it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. because we'll do about I mean, we can do. Uh, four to six dishes in a day. Um, and so, you know, for her, that six setups. Oh, my. Yeah. And you should see. I mean, she seriously brought a truckload of stuff. And her stuff do was you, beautiful. Do you, did she bring all the stuff? She brought it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so you give her the recipes, she has the list, yep. and then she brings and it. And then Sally, who does a lot of work with us and has a really good eye, she went to, Sarah has a couple garages where she keeps her stuff on her property, and they went and picked Sally kind of according to the colors and the mm. look that we were looking for in this mm-hmm. series. And usually it's very Mediterranean. I mean, before it's kind of been like, you know, 
the yellows and oranges. Now it's really much more right. muted, and it's funny uh, how you change over yeah. time. But yeah. anyway, it was really great. Oh, man. So I you love was, this series. Uh, I just, I'm different on it. It's really, I don't know. I just, I, I, one thing that I see that I did before that I don't think was right was that I had someone else writing the the oh, the teases. So mm. the tease is what you see at the very beginning when I'm going to tell you about the show. Someone else was writing it, and we used a teleprompter, and it, it wasn't my words. Yeah. So I was really adamant this time, and I just rewrote everything. Um, I, though the writer is great, I just wanted it in my words, and so it was really just came from here, and I'm really about heart. You know, it, I like the personal stories. I believe that people watch the show because they That's like what, what yeah, I'm doing, and they want to hear, hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote, wrote the opens and the closes, and I, I really, and the transitions, and st- I, but everything else, I mean, I never have, you know, I don't. It's it's all just me. I'm not. There's no teleprompter or anything. I don't. Only but, for the beginning and the end. So I mean, but it's nice to have someone start it off and like yeah. conceptualize like the yeah. thing, and then yeah. you go back mm-hmm. and put your right. words in. Because yeah. I think before I was sounding like Wikipedia. You know, I don't want to talk about right. it that way. I want to talk about. I'd rather the tell personal. a story about yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, it was like that, you know, after Anthony Bourdain passed away and they still had some of his shows in the can. And then when they came out, when it wasn't him doing the narration, oh, wow. it was such a different show yeah. that I, I just couldn't. Oh, God, it wasn't the, the same. He was yeah. the best. Yeah. Tell me, how many different olive oils or vinegars do you have at your house? Oh, wow. in your, and are I you bringing cabin, it? I bet you do too. A cabin. And you just bring them home whenever you go traveling. Do you pick up I little do, things you know, here I and there? I do. I used to bring wine, but I realized <laughs> that wine only lasts one night, where olive oil lasts a little bit longer. Right, and right. you know, I've got to a point with carrying wine home. It has to be really something special. But you know, because you you, you know, I used to be able to when I Australia. You know that when I was teaching in Australia so much, I would always bring wine home, and I realized I could carry seven bottles. That was easy. But now, you know, you can't carry them anymore. So yeah, I have to yeah. put them in bottles. my suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Then you're clinking along the yeah, yeah the airport. And I'm so afraid that you know they're gonna get broken or right. whatever. But usually we'll bring some home. And so, like, what are some cool ingredients that you find in these different countries? Like, like in, when I was in Italy, I brought home anchovy oil, which yeah. I had never wow. had here before, and thought. Well, this Where'd is the coolest thing. Uh, same person I got the limoncello from on the side of the oh, road. Oh, wow. And it was in the cool little yeah, yeah. cool little bottle yeah. with the little handles. But I They would probably go to the market and take all the anchovies like packed in yeah, olive right. oil, take them home. Right. They'd probably spend 50 cents on each one. They take them home, rejar them, right. eat the anchovies, right. and sell it to you for 10 bucks. Right. And I was happy to get it. You were happy. Yeah. And you said, wow, my new discovery. Exactly. I know, because it wasn't fishy. It just added this nice little salt component yeah, yeah, to yeah. things. But, oh, yeah. but, but you Umami. have some of those little things like from Morocco. or from Oh, Spain. for sure. For sure. Because, yeah. I, I mean, Morocco I know so well. I'm, I like I, I don't even know how many times I've been to Morocco. Everybody wants to go to Morocco, and especially after seeing my shows, they want to go to Morocco. And and I understand that because you wouldn't even know where to start in Morocco. But I Marrakesh is no a dream. Clue. I love Marrakesh. It's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. I almost watched it change. I I go there a lot, so I'm there. I'm not there again until May of next year, but I'm there for two weeks back to back, and I'll probably stay a little longer. 
um, to do something I maybe haven't done, but I've traveled all over Morocco too. The first time I went was in 1992 when I was writing my book. Wow. So wow. that was really cool. And I, but I really started going much more with these courses and I love it. I just, I know Marrakesh really well and, um, all the different spice but like traders. Ras El Hanout I bring back or, you know, there's Wait, different what, what, things. What was? Ras El Hanout, it, it translates to top of the shop and it's every spice dealer would have their own that they make. Mm-hmm. So it can be between 10 and 75 different spices. And there's a guy that I love, um, who's in the spice souk who he takes all the stuff and he grinds it right there for you. So it's really, really fresh. And I love that. But, um, what else do I bring back? Oh, I love there's, um, um, uh, what is the oil? Um, it's not a lemon oil. It's really strong. It's like bergamot. I, you know, it's funny that I can't think what it is. And um, I'm telling you, I'm in a fog today. And, um, <laughs> it must be my weekend away and eating cake all weekend, celebrating my birthday. But, um, so uh, it's there's this oil that I love to bring back. and um, But yeah, I do find little things all over. Yeah. And oh, Greece, I just brought back. I love those gigante beans, the big mm, white beans, the mm-hmm. white limas. So I brought those back. Um, but I brought a bunch of stuff also. I bought this fennel paste that was really nice from Greece. There's a store on the island. Syros is a great island. First of all, the architecture is extraordinary. It's neoclassical. And um, it's just beautiful, beautiful city. But they have this one store that's all the ingredients that come from Syros. And there's so mm. many f- food ingredients. And one of them, like the chipero, we took everybody for the um, to see to show how chipero is made. Chipero is made. It's almost made like grappa, but it's not quite as intense. Mm. And so uh. um, we did that. We took um, everybody to uh, see how it's made. And then on the show, what I did was I made a uh, martini with the chipero and the capers that we picked and pickled. So we picked capers and no one had, uh, my group had never even seen capers growing, let alone pickling their own. Who has? And they each took a jar home. I was so excited to have them. I mean, you guys go through more capers probably than any other restaurant in California. Oh my God, I love to share some capers. Well, don't you, aren't you using them on the flounder in the sauce for the... We do. Yeah, so that, so you must go through What do you do with them? We, um, they're in the sauce and it's like a Meunier sauce. Right. And then, mm. um, the caper berries are just like, yeah. they garnish every yeah, cheese yeah. and caper berries. If you, if anyone listening out there has never had one, yeah, it's like great. one of the rare treats. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like pickled, like little I caviar, know. Yeah. the little I know. seeds I'm in there when you bite into yeah. it. Actually, I know. You know, because the caper is actually the bud and, right. and the caper berry is the fruit. Yeah. The, you know, it's funny that I can't think of what that oil is. It's so crazy. It's right there on my... It's going to come to you in the middle of the night. <laughs> and you can call in. Call us. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow. Um, so one. if... I, I'm not sure, but I think you have a line... Do you have a line of kitchenware or cookware? No, I did. I had um, a dinnerware line okay. uh, for years. Um, but what happened was the company got sold. It was made by Falsecraft. And there were so many people that were collectors of it. You can now find it on eBay, but it's oh. gotten expensive. Really? It's really gotten expensive, yeah. Was so. that fun? Yeah, I love doing that. I would love to do another dinnerware line. I would love to. It's funny. I was just talking to Sarah, the food stylist, um, the set decorator for the show, and I was like, Sarah, what do you think? Want to do a, I would love to do a dinnerware line. She said, I'd love to do that. So I knew I'd love to do it again, but you know, yeah. we have to find, and it's just taking time to do that, but yeah. it was fun. Yeah. It was really, really amazing. 
Yeah, what do you do when you do a dinner line? What does that mean? You're doing, you're designing plates yeah. and bowls and yes. glassware yeah. and, and everything. So what, no, we just did dinnerware, um, dinnerware and bowls. We had some bakeware, but, um, and it was all, it had relief on it and it looked like the acacia, um, um, leaf, but it's, um, the, I have tons of plates that I've collected over the years. I'm tons. Sure. I have a whole wall of them. Food network mm. once did a whole show about me and Joanne's wow. plates and it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I always said, you know, I know I've cooked enough food when I've used all the plates, but there's like, they're all leaning against each other. There's so many of them. There's gotta be, yeah. you know, a hundred. I had to kind of stop the collection, but just recently, I was in Greece and I saw a beautiful one. I just said, "Oh God, I have." How did yeah. you? So what? Like, what would attract you? Oh, it was plate. just unique. It was this beautiful color. This wasn't what I usually have as Majolica. Oh, in Kitchen Gypsy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I must show you. Look, I opened up to a page. Mm-hmm. Alice, by the way, wrote the forward to my yeah, book. Yeah, I'm so excited to read this. Where was that? Oh, I know where it is. I have to show you. It's beautiful. This. I love it's this really recipe. Beautiful. Who's the Check photographer? Wow, yeah. look at the colors. Um, Tom Story. Oh my, I love Tom Story. He. I want to show you this. Oh, Joanne, you should know your own book. It's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> you only I wrote seventeen. Give yourself a break there. No, but yeah. I wrote a lot for William Snow, but I have written eight by my on my own. So a lot. I mean, I've written all of them, but. No, it's, it's right. a lot of work. Those are my plates. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. it's really specific yeah. to... When you see my show, the dissolve yeah. in between, like when we kind of change a scene, mm-hmm. you'll see the plate kind of shine through. This It's one of my plates. I think... Yes, yeah, so they're one, I very, think it's this one. They're typical though. I mean, they're similar. Like I collect green pottery. Right. And it's usually based on color. And yeah, yeah, yeah have a budget generally right. though it went from like three bucks and now it's probably like 25 bucks right. but um but this is yeah i could see that you are looking at something and it would pop out at it's you. art it's like it you would see it as art, art. and totally. i love it like and this is a story this Gorgeous. is called the girone called the girone yeah this is my dinnerware that i have but you know all of them this is a story this is morocco this one is so mm. beautiful in um this is from deruta in in the 1500s um, husband and wife, uh, they gave to each other a plate and this was it. It's wow. white on white. Oh my. And, and you um, can see this very delicate, uh, stenciling. Beautiful. In it. His name is Margaret Torelli. He's a famous, famous painter. Wow. But you know, like when I got that, it was a hundred dollars. Now I'm sure his stuff, even if you can get, yeah. this is Grazia. They've been making dinnerware. They actually made this dinnerware for me, but they've been making it for nine generations. I just love wow. this stuff. Amazing. I'm a little obsessed. Spain. So yeah. it's just, they're all a story and it's for your, me. Also your travel souvenirs, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But, Very you know, cool. I use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. We want to go to a dinner party at your house. <laughs> <laughs> and those don't go in the dishwasher, I'm assuming. No, I don't usually. You know, you can actually put those in. I say that the other night I made a dinner and I put those in it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. But I yeah, don't, so you know, fun. these, I have to say, I most of these, I, they're on the wall. And I'm, they're, they're yeah. kind of in a sh- all these shelves. And so they just <laughs> lean against each other. And I... Um, for a while I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking if there is an, an earthquake, earthquake I'm yeah. going to lose everyone so I have that earthquake gunk it's like gum that you stick right. so now yeah. they're not Museum. going anywhere yeah, like so I wax. use I have enough other platters that I don't take them off is right. that but you know there's also something to be said that these are so beautiful and then when you put food on them 
it becomes a little bit of a mess. Yeah, it's too busy. Right. These are kind of busy. So like, I like great these family style. Like yes. great, you yeah. know, for a big mound right, of gorgeous right, food. Right. But couscous. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Have you ever been to 404 in Paris? No, what is it's it? It's a Moroccan restaurant. Oh, is it great? Oh, I you know, I think it's great. I, I don't know if you would think it's great. Like I love it. And then they have another one in I think at near Mujan, um, but, but somewhere in another town, which was really random because we ended up there and didn't realize right. that they were related to the one in Paris. Right. But yeah, that's where, yeah. 404. Yeah, 404. So, God, so exciting. I, I'm just so blown away by, oh, and we didn't even talk about the restaurant. Oh, and I own Copita. Yeah, just a little. So I wrote restaurant. one book. The 17th book was a book about tequila because I think it's an interesting spirit. It's got a history. There's a story. There's, you know, there's one for everyone. It's really, I love how. Fun research. Yeah, it was. I went down there a couple times. But I also love how, you know, it adapts to any flavor that you add, you know use with it but anyway um, it's, it's versatility I guess is what I was trying to say and um, so I wrote that book and then a very I was on the boat of a very well-known restaurateur Larry Mandel and yes, um, a boat beautiful nice. boat wow. right now it's in Mexico we've been on the boat many times wow. and it's an unbelievable boat it's beautiful and so we go and go fishing and then we make ceviche mm. and um uh but it's fun anyway the first one of the first times we were on the boat I gave him my book and said you know here a little gift for you and he goes oh he goes I love tequila it's my favorite spirit he said I make the best the best margarita and I'm like Mm-mm. <laughs> I make the best so we had this little competition uh-huh. and he said and these were his words he tasted mine his was so strong of alcohol it maybe had a drop of agave nectar and a a (laughs) drop of lime juice and it was just so strong and i said he tasted mine he said god damn it joanne that's the best margarita i've ever had and he said it just like that and he said if i ever found a location to open a mexican restaurant would you open it with me i said I just had two margaritas by then. I was like, sure, <laughs> absolutely. And then he called me one day. I was on the radio with Gene Burns, and he was like, uh, I walked out. Wonderful Gene Burns, I right? Know. I walked I have out. such and, good memories. Oh, I know. I walked out, and um, my husband was waiting there because he had driven me there, and I walked out, I, and Joe said, Larry just called. He found the location. I was like, for what? I couldn't even remember. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, we opened it seven years ago. It's very busy. It's wonderful because it's... I don't know. I always say kind of Mexico City meets shape. And he said, I always wanted just modern, fresh, light Mexican food. I don't want people to come in and just eat salsa and chips. And even though we have great salsa and chips, but I wanted it to be fresh, light food where we make every single thing. The tortillas, the chipotle, we make our own chorizo. We make everything. And have you guys hit a million yet on the margaritas? We have. (laughs) Yeah. What was that, that a goal? Well, I remember her talking about that, yeah. that they had almost made a million margaritas yeah. since the time they opened. So yeah. I was wondering right. if you would pass that. That yeah. is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, we've sold a lot of margaritas because <laughs> we keep winning best margarita in the Bay Area. Uh-huh. And we really do have great margaritas. And our food is great. And Daniel uh, Daniel Taez is our chef. He's from Mexico City. Yeah. I'm the one that found him. And he, mm. he moved his family, his two children. Wow, and he's you went really down fantastic. there to find him? No, I met a woman in San Francisco at Eat Drink SF who was from Mexico. She was a writer i told her what i was looking for and she said i think i have the person and the next day she contacted me wow i know 
That's exciting. That's yeah. very cool. And 100% gluten free at the restaurant yes, too, which my, my wife has celiac. Yeah. So she, I'm, I'm excited because I, I want to take her there. And, and I don't want to really tell good. her where we're going. I just want to take her oh, there yeah. and give her the whole menu because this is so rare and say, order whatever you want. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we don't have any flour in the kitchen. Yeah. That's we don't amazing. even have flour tortillas. Wow. Yeah. Well, because, you know, in the Mexican culture, really, you know, there's a, a lot is corn. So yeah. you know, they really don't use as much flour more for, further north. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, and now, so you just pop in every now and then and like to try stuff at the restaurant? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I go in. Yeah, I'm there. I used to go every single, adamant every single Friday night, but I've been traveling so much these last two years. I really have, like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving on Friday, I'll miss Friday night, to go to, on safari in Africa and to go to Cape Town. So, mm. and then I get back and then one month later, I go back to Europe. I'm going to be teaching in, uh, in Italy, both places. I'll be in Sicily again and then in a beautiful villa in Tuscany. Um, absolutely beautiful villa. And what, I'm sorry, what these, um, what I do is like, it's usually because people are always asking when, when I teach a class and say, how many people are dying to go on a trip and, you know, cook and live, stay in a villa for a week. Everybody raises their hand, right? So it's everybody's kind of dream to do it. But, um, I've been doing them for over 20 years, which is kind of amazing. But, um, there, you know, it's usually about 15, 16, 17. Sometimes it creeps up only because somebody's brother or, you know, girlfriend wants to come or whatever. And um, what we do is we do hands-on cooking classes and then we go on excursions. My husband hates when I call them cooking classes because there's it, there, it's much more. It's really an immersion right. into that yeah. location. And, um, you know, so we all stay together in these beautiful villas and um, everything's planned for you. You don't have to open up your wallet. Every single thing is paid for That's when you're awesome. there. So yeah. wine, and we go to great wineries. And yeah. I, because I've been doing that for so long, we get great invitations into people's wineries and homes and really, really special. So we go to Bulgari, and I'm, I'm going to be mm. in Luca. I have a this mm. villa I love in Luca, 16th century that's been renovated. And the woman who owns it is a dear friend of mine, Valentina. She lives part-time in Connecticut, part-time in Italy, (laughs) but she's from Italy. She's actually from the north, and uh, but her husband bought her this and named it after her, Villa Valentina. So anyway, um, I'm there, and I love Luca, and we go to Bulgari and the wines. I mean, that's where like you know Sasakai and Ornelia come from. Mm -hmm. So that's really a beautiful. That's a beautiful wine country. Yeah, Yeah, beautiful, and mostly besides Morocco, everything is always around wine. So it's always wine and food. Yeah. And so how do people get into one of these immersion classes? Just they go on my website Uh and just put their name on the mailing list and they'll get um, and you you kind of have to sign up. I only do four a year. So Mm -hmm. um, but like next year I had I have so many people wanting to go to Morocco. I had to do two Morocco back to back in the fall. I mean, I already know what I'm doing fall of next year at Spain. So what am I doing in this spring? Oh, back to Sicily because Sicily has been this is a beautiful villa and I've been I couldn't. You're not afraid of the volcanoes? No, but I've heard it gurgling. Yeah. Wow. No, I no because it, you know that Mount Etna, I don't know if you know this, they call it, first of all, she's female. And they say <laughs> she, and um, it's a very slow moving lava. So you, you're not, it wouldn't be like it just would, you, you know, you'd be. 
Says You'd who? Have time. No, this the lava. <laughs> it's a very different kind of volcano, so it's low, slow moving yeah. lava. Yeah. But um, we hike Mount Etna, not all the way up to the top. Oh my, it's so <laughs> fabulous! And we've now we have these these great team of like six people that take us. Mm-hmm. We're just good friends with them, and they t- we go for the day for the morning, and then after you'll love this. We go to Bonanti Winery, which is mm-hmm. a fabulous winery, and we go and uh, do. A, they make a great lunch for us and taste Bonanti wine with the owner. So it's oh. really special. Yeah. It's really fun. That's one of the things we do. We're going to the town of Caltagirone this next time because, and that's where these two are made. Oh. Caltagirone is known for its pottery, and I went there many, many, many years ago. So I want to go back. So I'm taking the group, and it's only about 45 minutes from us, and I haven't been there so for a while. So I want to go. Now, are there some people that just try and go every time you go somewhere? Um, yeah, they want it. They want new, new locations. Like what's what's new? What's new? What's next? Do you ever have people that are just really annoying? Um, I've had a few. (laughs) I've had a few. Or people that have a different expectation. Right. right. Very needy. Yeah. Then and you know like. what I say about these trips, if you're a person who loves food and wine and you love Europe, you're going to love them. But you're going to be staying with 14 other people that love food and wine just like you do. I have a lot of people that come from Australia, which is really fun, oh, and nice. New Zealand because I've taught in both places. And so that's really fun. And these people, they all get together after for reunions. And mm. I mean, I've had groups that are unbelievable. That I say, you guys are the best group ever. I remember I still, there was a group. You probably Provence. tell that to every group. No, I haven't. Sometimes I've sat there and that last <laughs> night are, is you really are not a little the hard. Best group ever. Last <laughs> night is like, you know, every class takes on its own personality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I say, this so one is true. effervescent. <laughs> I think throwing Australians and New Zealanders into the mix, oh, though, is always a good thing. So fun. Yeah. They're the most fun people. Yeah. yeah. Easy going, like to have, oh, have a good time. Yeah. Well, have you, have you written your book of all your travel recommendations? No, I haven't done that because I think that would get dated, you know? It just, yeah. I, we had it for a while on the website, but that's so hard to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're just going to have to travel with me. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Come with me. Oh, uh-huh. I love the chips. That's my favorite thing I do. It's yeah. beyond like, I mean, I really like the film, but it's a tremendous amount of work. I really love the classes. Yeah, I just, you know, before we got on air today, I was like, how do you do it? And it amazes me that you have this much energy and are doing all these things with what seems like very little effort, like just right. your passion and your enthusiasm just carries you through it. And it's it's just incredible. I just admire you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks. Honey. No, it's incredible. I think for me, it's really what I love is to continue to learn and discover. And that's why the classes in Europe do that for me or even any kind of travel which I love and of course yes I am going on safari and I am going to Cape Town and I'm going to but I'm also thinking maybe I'll find a place there where I could do a class we're like right now um I'm going to put another one together for Australia because I've done a few in Australia before so I a lot of people want to go to Australia and they don't understand how incredible the food is people know the wine but the food Mm. is so great Mm. and then um I also want to do another one I want to do one in uh on the Amalfi Coast 
which would be a new location. And then I want to go back and do a class again. I have a beautiful place to use in Seville, and I haven't done it for a few mm. years. So Sevilla in Spain, love Hot. that too. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. 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 One time that was all the olive trees were um, blooming, and I, oh. there were people with so many allergies. I'll never forget <laughs> it. And you never know what's going to happen. Right. Really, right. in the Piedmont one time, the town had no water source for three of the days. Wow. Try looking at those people with their hair starting to get matted to <laughs> right. their heads. And people were kind of getting a little grumpy. Uh-huh. Try doing a cooking class. I'm still uh-huh. smiling. Yeah. <gasps> it's very interesting. Have you been to the new Italy town? Oh, in Turin? Yeah. Yeah, Torino? big... Yes. But the new one that just Oh, opened. no, I haven't been oh, there. It's in yeah. the Emilia-Romagna. I yeah. haven't been there. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to go. People say it's almost like Disney. It's like right. the Disney That's what food. I hear. Yeah. It just looks yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I know. They're the same. Yeah. I know. Could you actually... Uh, uh, wow. A food Disneyland. Like, that's so yeah. dangerous for yeah. me. Yeah. Just... Hey. Yeah. That's what somebody yeah. should do, a food mm-hmm. Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I think that's <laughs> no. I think that is the food Disneyland. Yeah. You just have to get there and check it out. Right. Italian for yeah. Italian food. Yeah. 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 Um, this was so amazing. It I just love talking to loved you. Loved it. Too, too. Oh, it's great. So people can find you. Your website is Joannweir.com. J-O-A-N-N-E-W-E-I-R. And then also I'm on Instagram and it Facebook is. and Twitter. I'm I am the most active really on Facebook and Instagram, but I also have a um Do you do all your Instagram and Facebook? Or you have I have some I, help. I have some help from my assistant, Karen. Mm-hmm. She's worked mm-hmm. with me for a long time. Um, she does a. She's great because she can do a lot of the recipe stuff. Oh, but nice. we talk about you know what we're gonna do. But she's really good at it. That's great. We did a few little Facebook Live things, which was fun. I'm sorry, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, when we were filming, but it was too hard when you're filming. It is it just, really hard. It's just there's too much to do, and it's kind of like yeah. we're in the way, so we yeah, can do Yeah, and you have to much, pay attention to people that are responding. And Instagram's yeah. my baby. Yeah. I love it because yeah. of the photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always love it. Like, I just did one, and they were like, oh, beautiful photos. We had a <laughs> wonderful photographer for the show, and so I've been posting a lot of her stuff. Nice. Oh, very yeah. cool. Well, Joanne Weir, thank you so much for joining us today, and and have a nice uh, vacation. Thank yes. you. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm so happy follow. I can squeeze this in. I'm yeah. really happy. It's going to follow you on here. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. your trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. going to. The only thing about it is, I know at the camps. You know, we've planned this right. for two years wow. to get these certain camps. We're going to camps that only have five rooms and five bedrooms, and um, uh, this I I know some don't be have. Iffy. Yeah, but I'm going to. That's my plan. And I have a new camera that I hear is the camera that I got the Sony RX, it's a DSC RX 106. So it's, um, so I hear that this is the camera that photographers use that they just carry with them. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah. So nice. that was a good suggestion. And mm-hmm. I had heard about it, and then I did a lot of research. And then my the cameraman on the TV show, and I was just, I said, what do you guys think about it? They said, absolutely. That's wow. the one we would definitely suggest. Nice. So okay. Joe, my husband, gave me yeah. um, a really beautiful little Leica. And it's a great camera, but this one's just much more versatile. So, yeah. You know, you really need something with a little bit more of a telephoto. If the, right. Because the animals are not going to be right there. Right. Well, let's exactly. hope not. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I, I I went know. year. I think I was maybe twenty. I was in Nairobi. You did wow. Really? Yeah, with my brothers and my dad. It was wow. an incredible trip. I don't remember all of it, but wow. we stayed at the Mount Kenya 
um, I think the Mount Kenya Safari Club. Wow. Yeah, the food was amazing. Yeah, I that's mean, what I've heard. Yeah, we were young. We were young. I don't even think we realized what How an incredible... How old were you? I think it was like 19 or 20. Okay. And then the youngest would have been like 12 or 13. Right. Yeah. Well, you'll love this. One of the things we're doing is going to Rwanda and we're hiking to mm. see the gorillas. Oh, fabulous. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. No, it's going to be a great trip. So we, yeah. Yeah, we're going to Botswana, Zimbabwe. and How do you pack... Are you a they, big... You can only, by the way, you can only bring on the entire trip, what is it, 20 kilos. So you can so only like bring a duffel pounds. bag, nothing with wheels. Uh-huh. So I'm taking, I mean, you, you can have five of the kilos on your back. So, and then the, the rest has to be in your suitcase. Wow. I mean, in your duffel. So yeah. are you a but good you have packer? To bring, yeah. And they tell you what to bring. Like you, uh, the, the problem is that we have, we're, by the way, we're also flying Emirates, which has been something I've been Ooh. wanting to do. And you're going to love this. If you are traveling within a 50 mile radius, they pick you up and drive you to the airport. <laughs> I love this. And so, um, awesome. right. Yeah. And, but we're also staying in, we're going to be in Dubai for 36 oh, hours. Cause I want to wow. see Dubai. Yeah. yeah. I know this is really a decadent trip. No, really you know what? You deserve it, I man. Know. You've been working so hard. So yes, I'm going this to post is, as much yeah, as I can. Okay. It might be when I come home. Right. That's right. true. You could right. have a bunch of days. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so exciting. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you. No, thank you to so much. And, you. and anyone, uh, you can go to your website and I imagine get access to the books as well. Yes. And, and if you want where to go to see on a the trip shows, and where to see, yeah, books everything. are on Amazon. Yeah. Kitchen yeah. Gypsy is my favorite. But Kitchen Gypsy was I'm really excited. my story. Yeah. It's really my story of how I got, how every single thing I did in my life got me to exactly sitting right here with the two of you. Nice. Is this really going to be your last book? No I way. No, I have another idea. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a little bit about, I don't know. It's different. Oh, it's more wow. writing. It's more on the, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just a little bit more history. It's, uh, it's really oh. kind of Joe's family story. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Very so. fun. And for those Spencer of you out there, if survivors. you are not, if you are not talented in the kitchen, um, or if you're just lazy and you don't want to cook, go to Copita and Sausalito yeah. and go sit down and have a couple margaritas. Yes. Um, and some ceviche with an S. Yes. Right. <laughs> we spell it with a C there. With, <laughs> no, and, think, and people have to get this book. I'm looking I at it and I'm gypsy. drooling already. Oh, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Was I that, just love all the collage. Oh, yeah. And, those yeah. are yeah, just my old so recipes. Fun. and. Okay. Yeah, and nice. I, you got to see this one photo, though. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't it this way? Oh gosh, I'm All looking this at this up. So yum. Look, it's that's a, me in college. Oh my goodness. That's what I, I was wondering. I know, saw that. I, I saw it and then I was like, um, I don't know who that is, but that's incredible. They I, insisted I love, on giving me a full page. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank gosh, you. It's amazing. I love that picture. So my boyfriend then took the photograph, Gaspar Chingali. He's a fashion photographer and he's a photographer in New York. Oh, cool. And I sent that to him. I said, look, you got into this. But he took that photo years ago. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I will post that picture, by the way. I yeah. just oh, that's the great. So I will put <laughs> oh, it on I our, should do I'll that. I'll put it on, on our talk. Instagram feed at, at Bytalk. You yeah. know, mm. I don't think I have even put that on there. So you have to send yeah. me some photos so I can post. We're going to beat you yes, to Yes, we okay. will. Okay. We will for sure. This is so exciting. Thank All right. You. Well, if you want to go back and listen to uh, some past episodes, you can always go to thebikegoeson.com. You can also find the episodes at radiomisfits.com slash thebikegoeson or just search all the uh, things there. But I, I 
honestly, I love the bike goes on.com. I love the site that Sandra has set up because it makes it so, so easy. So nice you say that every week. Uh, no, be, nice. uh, I really like it. It's just a little, oh, it's simpler. It's you yeah, know, it is I know exactly how yeah. to navigate it and, yeah. it and it just seems a little more, um, mm-hmm. yeah, user friendly. That's all. That's yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And uh, we appreciate you listening and we will look forward to, we got some good guests coming up. Sandra's been uh, working hard. She's, she's, we're gonna we're gonna have to put in some time here we because Sandra wants to go on vacation and yeah. so, so <laughs> exactly we gotta, we gotta get a, some shows ahead here but yeah. um, um, we appreciate your listening and leave us a little review at the bottom there if um, if you got some time and we will look forward to uh, talking to you next week <laughs>